You are listening to a Nerd Room Podcast, a member of the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network. Be sure to check out more from the Star Wars Commonwealth on the web at StarWarsCommonwealth.com and take your first steps into a larger world. Hey everyone and welcome to Nerd Room. We talk all things Star Wars, Marvel, and DC. This episode number 145, we're discussing the final Aquaman trailer. I'm one of your host, Tim. I'm Troy. And I'm Sanjay. <laughs> Do your Aquaman voice. My man! There you go. <laughs> we are counting down towards DC's one and only debut for their film universe in 2018. You forgot about Teen Titans Go, bro? Oh, I did see that last weekend. Yeah, what'd you think? I think I said this last week, but I fell asleep. <laughs> you fell asleep? I thought it was pretty good. It was all right. My daughter actually kind of liked it. Does that like upset you that she liked it a lot? Like, no. Nah. She said it was her favorite film when I was She's talking to her. She's really laughing at the Marvel comments. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually pretty good. Like I was surprised that they had so much Marvel stuff in that movie. Like, you know, like, oh, I, I thought you were the Guardians of the Galaxy. That so much great. so my wife thought it was a Marvel <laughs> that's how we're gonna convert him i know? actually thought it's better than the lego batman i got more laughs out of that than the lego batman i would, I would say so yeah, yeah yeah i actually like the show too i love the show it's good people oh, yeah. hate on it but i like it i think it's hilarious yeah. yeah yeah but live action aquaman we started this off with a tangent we're gonna move ourselves back we're gonna be talking about that final trailer now I've expressed a little bit of my concern with it, with this film in general over the last three films. And I'm going to give it a bit of a break because this being a final trailer, they are showing quite a bit more. If I didn't want that, I didn't have to watch this final trailer. The final trailers are notorious for showing a lot of footage. But we're going to get into that Aquaman discussion because I know you're super excited. We're counting down. We've got, what, a month? December 21st? Yeah, It's filling in that month. Star Wars gap? That's right. It's taking over. Like, Star Wars got scared this year. They saw Aquaman. They saw Jason Momoa. And they're like, you know what? We just can't compete with Aquaman. Move Solo forward. Move Episode Nine back. Because my man, Jason Momoa, just he just planted that flag, as you like to say, <laughs> of Aquaman. That sea-bearing flag saying, I got this, boys. Well, we're going to see because yeah, there's a lot riding on this film, a lot in general for the DC Extended Universe. And, and I want to get into it. I want to jump into that about the impact this film could potentially have for that universe. There's one or two films, I think, that this universe got left in it to prove to us that this can be a universe and not just a subset of individual films. And maybe that's where they have to go. But it's going to be exciting to see how this all unfolds because I personally am sitting in two different camps. I see some real greatness in here, and I see some of the old DC tricks that they've been up to in their past films. But like I said, we're going to get to that at the end of the episode because we've got a whole list of news to run through, including Morbius the Living Film. we got to talk a little <laughs> bit about this Birds of Prey announcement of a title, yeah. some Mandalorian talk, and of course we're going to get into Grab's question. And we also got to talk just briefly about this Deadpool, Once Upon a Deadpool trailer with Fred Savage that looks absolutely hilarious to the point where I'm going to go see this film again wow. in theaters. Yes. I, I could just lend you the Blu-ray so you can watch the R-rated cut at home. They've made it feel like a Christmas <laughs> film, which is is something else. That goes to the marketing of all this. But like we always do... Here in the Nerd Room, we got to kick this episode off. Not with tangents, but with our week in Nerd. Gentlemen, It's it's been only a week. It's it's felt like a relatively short week since last time we talked. 
which excites me because it usually feels pretty long. Mm-hmm. But it's because you just can't quit me, Tim. That's true. That's true. <laughs> and I listened to our episode the other day, too, so I felt like I had you in my ear. Do you uh, <laughs> listen to me when you sleep at night? Sometimes. All alone? Yeah. My wife requests it, actually. Oh, really? <laughs> She's like, more Troy, more Troy. <laughs> <laughs> the deep voice. <laughs> Anyways. Boys, how was your weekend, nerd? Uh, well, yeah, kicking it off, man. I, I gotta give a shout out to the whole Twitter gang over there. Um, from yeah, Matthew grabs, grabs yeah. Carlos DM, the other oh, Carlos, man. Tumbling Saber, you know, Chopper. Chopper with the Z, like the whole crew, man. Like uh, Stubaka, like I feel like I spent the weekend with these guys. It's, <laughs> right? it's great, man. Some of these questions and the debates going on, like. Mm. So much fun, man. We brought it back to the playground. We do a, we're doing statistics on Marvel cards. Yeah, I great, love it. Great gifts out there. Like, it's just, I had such a blast with those guys. And then me and Tim, we actually got to hang out this weekend, too. We went to um, Disney on Ice. Disney on Ice. Yeah, well, man. Th- th- so. Thanks for the invite, guys. You know, I wasn't doing anything. It's, it's totally fine. No, no. Uh, you know, it's fine. Well, well I, got you, I got you on Twitter. But, yo, it, it was a great time, man, for, um, <laughs> See <you Sunday. laughs> for everyone out there listening, you can always get into this. You know debates with us on uh, on Twitter Twitter handles at the end of the episodes, but um, anyways, Nick, uh, we can word, we can word, we can nerd. Um, I got some comic books, obviously. I got some toys. I got the Black Panther, uh, like yeah. vintage line, Bespin Han Solo with like the Fonz jacket, the blue jacket. Um, picked up a Ninja Turtle. I'm like really in this really? Weird, like, Ninja Turtle mode right now. Nice. Yeah, so I got that favorite going Ninja on. Turtle movie. Oh, uh, ooh, Secret of the Ooze. Oh, okay. no way, man. Yeah, I love part two. Part no, one was no, great, no, too. Out of the Shadows. The latest one? Oh, yeah, you like that one. Part, I love the Michael it. Bay? Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm yeah. not into Michael Bay. Oh, man. No, that's no, that, that was the better one, though. Oh, with, for uh, sure. Of the new stuff. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, I picked up, I got a, you know, after giving everyone these compliments of the weekend, I got a bone to pick with Sanjay. Okay. I picked up that Green Lantern book. Okay, okay. So I'm guessing you didn't <laughs> like it by that tone, but uh, let's discuss. Well, I saw Grant Morrison on the cover and I'm like, oh, yeah. this is really dope. I love Grant Morrison, especially the Excellent Batman Excellent writer, run. yeah. The art for me, it was like, the art was cool and I see what you mean with the 80s vibe. Yeah. I think it was like the ink. You know, sometimes you get like a great artist, but the weird ink. It's kind of like muted a bit. A little bit. Because yeah. it's like so cosmic-y. The way the book starts off too is like introducing you to a bunch of these other like side alien characters that I don't care for. Right. But then the middle of the book picks up when it gets to Hal. Like homeless yeah. Hal. Right. Jordan. That's interesting. Then it gets his ring back. And I, mm-hmm. I like where they're going. I just, if I'm going to dive into it, I'm going to wait for the trade. Yeah. Yeah. But um, it's not bad. I, I wish it was more Hell Jordan of like why he's lost his ring. Well, I guess the battery has to be charged. Yeah, there must have been. Plug <laughs> <laughs> it in, man. <laughs> <laughs> Lithium battery. <laughs> uh, I think it. Like, I, I have been reading the Hell Jordan Green Lantern series, so yeah. maybe they explain it there. But that's one thing I was confused about as well. Right. But I was like, ah, oh, whatever. Like, let's just keep going. Yeah, yeah. The Green Lantern is called right. This yeah, one? yeah. This yeah. is the most recent run, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 Um. Yeah. That's that's. So you didn't love me. it, eh? I'm surprised. I, yeah, but like I said, I'm really into trades these days. So mm-hmm. if I do anything, it'll probably I'll probably pick it up with the trade. But I can't invest doing the whole single issues for. I don't even know right if now. it's like an ongoing or just a limited series. To be honest with you, so there's so many other Green Lantern books going on, right? Yeah. Yeah. There's there's a bunch. So. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, you know, I I'm sorry. Oh, I made good. the recommendation. Oh, yeah, I'll always no. take recommendations. Always. You know, yeah. um, when I read your Fantastic Four a Hickman run... And you love it? And I'm going to yes. hate it, oh. just, on, just on principle now. Even if I love it, I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> Be like, oh, this is the worst. Bring back the uh, Josh Trang Fantastic Four. 
He apologized. Actually, that you said that the other day. <laughs> yeah, he yeah. He apologized after Stanley died. I yeah, felt so bad. Yeah. 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 R.I.P. Stanley. I'm still, I'm still reeling from that. Yeah. Yeah. R.I.P. Stanley and, yeah. and F. Bill Maher. He had those comments. Man, that yeah. guy's an asshat. Yeah. Oh man. Dude, get out of here, Bill Maher. What like, a loser. He says that stuff. Oh, just like you don't talk bad about like Mr. Rogers and Stanley. Those are right? the two people you just you just don't talk well, bad it's, about. It's like, not come like, on. It, the guy yeah. just passed away, yeah. and we just and there's also what's his name Arnie Hammer too. He was a bit much. Was he saying some stuff? He to was you? going on about. Uh, he's very quite sarcastic after people were posting pictures with Stanley, yeah. and about how uh, as a society, if you if this is the way you need to mourn or whatever, then we got a real gut check. I don't know what he said. Uh, I'm half-ass paraphrasing, yeah. half not. But basically, he was saying that this isn't the way you need to mourn, and this is the way people were expressing he's themselves. Telling people how to mourn. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh, I guess he's a clinical psychologist that deals with grief counseling. So I don't know, like <laughs> that whole Bill Maher thing. Yeah, yeah. Facebook, yeah. Like, he's a douche. I was I showed it to my wife last night, yeah. and she's like, "What is he talking about? Right. He's talking about how like the rise of Trump is as a result of where to blame." Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Nerds not being able to grow <laughs> <What>? up. <laughs> yeah, like get out of here, yeah. man. How does? Uh, yeah, I mean, if he ever read a comic book, I'm pretty sure he would see that not a lot of people in comics really support Trump. In fact, like a lot of people are like mad at comics because they said they're too left and it's like how does that make any sense it, it's crazy keep in mind he's in iron man 3 too he yeah. makes a little appearance in iron man 3 he does really yeah yeah, yeah he's <laughs> he, a clown. Didn't, he didn't mind taking that picture yeah exactly yeah right you know a little double standard there yeah that, that really really it really bothered me all day i've been thinking well the last couple of days i've yeah. just been like like <sighs> and he's going on about yeah comic books and yeah. how like we put too much into them yeah. and that like to realistically comic books are the the modern mythology that's right. what yeah, we were talking yeah. about the other day. It's like yeah. the modern Greek mythology. Yeah. For sure. Oh, for sure, yeah. Yeah. And this guy to come out and say oh, that, it's, it's it's one thing to, to, I don't know, if you don't understand something, then sure, maybe question it. But yeah. to come right out and insult it, this guy's always been an asshole. Yeah, I've heard. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't get it. No. No, no. definitely not. No. But anyway, Sanjay, back on a more positive thing. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, wait till you hear my weekend nerd. It was just <laughs> negative. Um... <laughs> Yeah, no, pretty good. I picked up the Meg on Steelbook. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, movie number 1900. So there you go. It's closing good. in. I liked it. Yeah, yeah, I saw it in theaters. It's fun. It's a fun shark movie. One of the better ones from the last couple of years. So yeah. it takes like that same space as Piranha and like Sharknado. Like, is it that no, or it's, Deep it's, Blue Sea? No, it's not. Uh, not that it's like, not like silly. B movie. No, like they actually like try to make it some like give it a plot and make okay. it somewhat like coherent. It, it's fun. It definitely is fun. It's not really a horror movie, but you can kind of call it a horror movie. Yeah. It's definitely, it's campy. Yeah. We'll, we'll say that. Uh, comic books, uh, been picking up some Aquaman. You know, I'm finally getting caught up on that. You know, getting prepped for the movie. Um, seeing some similarities from the trailer and the recent comic book runs. So And the look. And the look. Yeah. I love how they're changing Aquaman to be more of that gruff, like had the beard. How he was kind of in the nineties yeah, with cut the, the long arm. hair. Yeah. yeah. Maybe Momoa will lose his arm. Maybe. Not but you know if he does that, everyone's gonna say, Oh, they're just copying Star Wars. Or MCU. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they just wanna be the MCU. And it's like, but he uh they <laughs> did it first. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you listen to issue thirteen of Aquaman, he loses his arm. <laughs> <laughs> just made fun of us. <laughs> well, I made fun of me, not you two. I mean, Come I've on, been, Bill Mark. I've been <laughs> I've been heaping nothing but praise on you two all episode, saying you guys had the best voices, the best cameos. 
certainly the best dressed. Like, yeah, without question. I don't question. know what world you live in. <laughs> Do you think all that happened? <laughs> I love you, Sunshine. We should have like a listener poll, like a like an award show. But then like, but we can't like hold it against. So it'll be like anonymous. So we can have like you know, like kind of like they have like Miss America. We could have like the three different things that they have, like the talent competition. The swimsuit competition. You're really invested in this. <laughs> yeah, I, I think we should. Sanjay needs a win. Please go see Aquaman. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, you know, you can you can see our uh, Miss Nerd Room competition coming in later. <laughs> He's gonna year. go back to something. I know. <laughs> <laughs> mean I shaved my bikini zone for nothing. <sighs> Fine form tonight. My weekend. Yeah, nerd. let's hear it. <laughs> Been pretty slow. I've managed to catch up on Vader. Yeah. Ooh, we that is we're counting down. I think the last issue drops here mid November. Mid December, sorry. Oh, okay. Two to go. Two I to believe. go, twenty five, okay. Yeah. Um so I'm super excited for that, but a little bit broken up that we're not gonna get that Vader series anymore. I but know. I'm okay with it ending. I'm okay with having a finite story. Then outside of that, I really didn't get out on the hunt this week, but I did pick us up a new podcast table. I like it. Yeah. So did it, you make this yourself? Yeah, right from scratch. Cut Ooh. down the tree and everything. No, so Paul the Bunyan plan is here. here is that so we've got a new big wood table and we're gonna kind of modify it to make kind of the idealized podcast setup with the changing around the mic stands and all that, putting holes into the table so the cords run through. And then we're going to decorate it. Not decorate. Decorate it sounds like we're going to put stickers on it with <laughs> our daughter. Artsy crafting. <laughs> no, we're going to do this thing up. We're going to try to do something really unique to the top. Put some decals on and make this look super sweet. So we're down here in our podcast and there's yeah. something special. Something very unique in the nerd room. So we've got a bit of work to do here, but we've got the first part of it. I got for 25 bucks off of Kijiji. Wow. It weighs an absolute ton. But before we had a glass table and we always got kind of this weird, you couldn't put anything down on it. If you tapped it, you could hear it through the mics and all that. Right. So the woods try to get away from that and then allows me to drill holes through it too. So this is going to be, this is kind of my next big project uh, on top of that and kind of getting us something a little bit different here. Yeah, I like it. I like it. You know, yeah. Tim always looking out for us. Thank you. Trying. It's a bit of a personal thing. I like, <laughs> I'm just going to put like stickers, decals of my face on here. That's that might be where we go. Maybe we'll get your Funko pop there. There you go. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. We'll have like a little section and all that, but we'll get there. We'll get there. And we'll definitely <laughs> post pictures on here. One other thing that I did, I had a lot of fun doing actually on Saturday morning. I podcasted with Steve Kirk from San Diego Sabres along with you our boy. You cheated on us? I did. Along with our boy Chop Rules with a Z, Corey yeah. from Tumbling Sabre. We got together, we talked about American Thanksgiving in a roundabout way, talking about toys and collectibles, what we're excited for, for Christmas. It was an absolute blast. So that dropped on Tuesday, actually, oh, today out. as we recorded. Yeah, so nice. it, uh, it was a ton of fun. These guys are incredible podcasters. We had really great chemistry on there, good back and forth. I had to listen to most of it today. Get out there and, and listen to that and the whole Commonwealth. But in particular, go see this or check out the San Diego Sabres episode because the stuff that Steve Kirk does in general is always absolutely fantastic. And he was nice enough to invite us on to talk about all this. And it was an absolute blast. So go Dope. make sure to go check that out. I love popping in and out of different podcasts. Dope. That's I got all. on my Google Play, so I'll yeah. check it out. Yeah, Ooh. definitely. Yeah. Nice shout Sabres. out to Google. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <That laughs> Google money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that leads me into kind of wrapping up this Weekend Nerd one thing I want to talk about a little bit was what's on your guys' Christmas list? This is something that I talked with Ooh. Stephen Corey about. And I threw that Captain America hot toy, that non-canonical MCU hot toy. Yes. Are you going to make your wife listen to this part of the podcast? I am. And I'm, <laughs> I've already put the cue for San Diego Sabres in there because I went through, rattled through a whole bunch of other stuff. But, but I want to know what's on the top of your guys' list. You know, I'm looking maybe to get you guys a few gifts. So okay. let's, see, let's see what you're going to throw out there. 
Well, you know, the more I think about it, and uh, you know, Christmas is this time about giving and being with those that we love. So I, I, you know, the more I think about it, I guess what I'm trying to say is that all I want for Christmas is you, Tim. You got me, man. <laughs> Every Tuesday. I'm always wondering where's Sanjay going. <laughs> where, I don't, where's he going right I now? don't think he I'm knows just, where he's going. I'm just trying to keep you guys on your toes, you know? It's like, you do do that. It's like calisthenics. It's podcast calisthenics. Yeah, man. Just keep you guys all loose and limber. Yep. <laughs> Seriously though, what do you want for Christmas? <laughs> for the holidays, I'll say. For the holidays, for Christmas, um, oh geez, um, put me on the spot here, Tim. I, I you don't. Know? It was in the show notes. <laughs> you know I don't read those. No, I know. I know. <laughs> After I tried to explain to Grabs how it all works, and now I hear you don't read them. <laughs> I like to come in here loose and you know shoot shoot the shit with you guys and uh, give my honest like reactions to things. This is all scripted with Sanjay. Yeah, as I'm turning the page. Actually, our very first podcast was entirely scripted. Yes, it was. <laughs> and you can tell. Yeah. Uh, maybe we'll let uh, Troisky go first. While yeah? I, yeah. Troisky? Okay, I like that. Um, a hot toy. I'm always, always going after the hot toy. Um, got my eye on uh, Finn. Yeah. The Finn hot toy with the lightsaber that I was so invested in thinking this guy's going to be a Jedi. Anyways, um, I really want that figure, if not the Obi-Wan. But either way, if I don't get them, I'm just going to get them yeah. down the road. I, you know, it's funny. Um, my wife was telling me an idea that Tim suggested to her. Um, we don't know what her baby's going to be yet, if it's a boy or a girl. Right. So she was mentioning that you mentioned the cool idea of like a push present kind of thing. Like, oh, okay. if it's a girl, get me like that Hoth, like Leia hot yeah. toy. And if it's a boy, get me... I don't know. What, what Luke. Luke. Yeah, well, another Luke, I guess. Whoa, I, got, I got a Luke already. But another so, Luke. So, so you you get the present no. depending on the gender? Is that how it works? That's kind of cool. Or maybe like, you know, you get her that and then say it's like a gift for the family. Hey, that's even better. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Display on the mantle. Yeah, man. What you got to oh. do. Oh, I got this brilliant. So you got to cool. get her this really nice purse. Like I'm talking yeah. like something super nice that yeah. she's like, oh, this is the shit. Yeah. And inside it, you put in the hot toy. Ooh. So then when she opens it up, you know, you got the hot toy. She gets the purse. She don't care. You get the hot toy. She... And I, I just want to point out the reaction that oof from Troy wasn't that. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. It was shit. Why did you put the hot toy in the purse? <laughs> <laughs> what about the corners that he bent? <laughs> hot toys. Got the box. Of, top of our list are hot toys. What, yeah, like, man. Is there is there a hot toy you're looking at? Um, you know, I'm I'm staying away from the hot toys. Not Wonder Woman. No, because here's what the thing was. Okay. We had. Timothy over here, Tim the Tool Man, Tiny Tim over here. Probably doesn't like that name. I hate both of those <laughs> And he said, Sanjay, you should get into steel books. And I said, I'm not going to get into those, good sir. I bought one. I'm up to 200 now. 200 steel books later. It's 200 steel books later. So if I get into hot toys, I am completely effed. Like, no, I would have to like sell my house and like sell my children in order to like afford them. <laughs> Your unborn child and your current one. How about a, how about a, uh, is there a steel book out there? Like, is there, is, what's, what's the steel book that's on the top of your list? Not say something new is coming out, but yeah. let's say, let's say the wife had, you know, a few extra bucks stored yeah. up for you. Yeah. A few, yeah. Sh- few shekels to, yeah. uh, shekel around. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, I, I'd say like there is a couple that I have my eyes on, you know, I'm really trying to get that like mcu back catalog filled so i'm thinking like thor the dark world or um right to the top eh <laughs> there's a reason why these are the ones i do not have <laughs> incredible hulk uh they just released like an fye uh one in the u.s or even like the iron man there's someone like uh 
uh, not like the really expensive Iron Man, but they like re-released them and you can find them kicking around like Kijiji and stuff like that. Um, so I'd say like, yeah, definitely those steel books. And, uh, um, yeah, I, I would say that, but, uh, enough about me. What about you, Timothy? Marty said the hot toys kind of the, yeah, the, the cap. top of my list, that cap. I love it. Um, there's a few other things like uh, some little Funko Pops, the mm-hmm. Christmas themed ones and all that. I don't go into too much detail because I talked a lot about this on the San Diego Savers episode and you go listen to that. Yeah, no spoilers. <laughs> yeah, <that>. yeah. <laughs> you know, um, that, that's on my that's on my queue. It's on my Ask Jeeves list. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Your references are out of this world. <laughs> Anyways, guys, so it's going to be a lot of fun, I think, getting into the Christmas season. We're seeing a lot more toys swinging from the pegs, mm-hmm. and I'm excited to kind of get into the grind here and, and finally get back at the hunt now that the shelves are a bit more flush. So hopefully the wives are listening here. You know, I'll put a little bug in your ear about getting uh, maybe a couple more hot toys over there for you. That yeah, fin in particular, man. I love the look of oh, it. Spectacular. Yeah. I can, uh, I'll make you a hot toy. <laughs> Sunday hot toy. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, I'm going to, I'm gonna just going to preempt you there. And we're going to go into the new section for this week. Speechless. <laughs> I didn't say what the hot toy will be of, but you know, you, you sit tight. We all, we all get the end you <laughs> I wasn't even thinking of that. You guys have such a dirty mind. Like I, was, I was the cleanest one on this podcast. Here I am, just a clean, virtuous boy, talking about hot toys, and you guys just pervert my expressions and my sayings. Like, I'm I'm deeply offended. Okay. Uh, you know, maybe I don't even want to continue with this podcast anymore until I get a formal written apology. As my daughter would request. Can you please go for a time? <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, we spoke last week about Venom's box office and how the Chinese Open has really moved the needle on that. Looking at its worldwide total to date, it's moved up a couple spots and it's now pressing up against $800 million worldwide. Now, we spoke about the effects of this, not only for the Spider-Man universe in particular, but what that meant for Sony's universe building when it comes to other properties under that same umbrella of Spider-Man Rogues Gallery. And it looks like, when we talked about this a little bit, Morbius, and I said the living, it's a living vampire, but now I'm calling it Morbius the living film. This thing has now gotten breath breathed into it in the form of Jared Leto and him shaving his beard and debuting the fact that they're actually going into production at some point with Morbius the living vampire. Let's do it up. Now, it was posted on Jared Leto's Instagram or Twitter or whatever, and it did, did show him shaving everything up. Um, I don't remember the Twitter handle, and I really apologize, but someone tagged us in this and said, you guys kind of kind of called it, and this is a discussion we've been having for a little while here. And I didn't think it was real. I had to actually go and investigate this because I thought it was like a fake Jared Leto account. Right. But this seems fairly legit, and I think Variety had picked this up as well and reported that this was actually going forward. So what do you guys think about... Morbius the Living Vampire being Sony's next foray into the Spider-Man, into the comic book movie world, and Jared Leto coming off the back end of his appearance in Suicide Squad, at least for reference to comic book movies, as the Joker. How how are you guys feeling about about all this and Morbius being this film and Jared Leto? I'm all for it. You know, as they said in Justice League, I'm all in. Um, Anytime you can get a comic book movie, I'm excited for it. You know, until I see it and I dislike it, I'm going to always be excited to see comic book movies. It's just another deepening of the genre, if you will. This horror 
comic book movie is something that we haven't really gotten before. You know, we've had Blade, but I think that's kind of, you know, of its time. You know, I don't know really know. It's been a long time since I've seen those films, so I don't know how they hold up today. And then if you're going back even further, you have Swamp Thing, which is like really of its time and definitely doesn't hold up today. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, the horror, we've had comedy, we've had, you know, science fiction, superhero films, we've had everything under the sun, but we haven't had horror before. So let's bring it on. I hope they really go with the horror elements. And I don't know who's directing it, but I hope it's a, hope it's a good director. Jared Leto's a great actor. He won an Oscar for crying out loud. So the dude can act. Um, I just don't think he got enough to do in Suicide Squad. So maybe people are a little hesitant about that, seeing as that was his last kind of big performance. And the dude can see Blade as Runner, well. man. Come on. Well, I mean, like uh, superhero. Yeah, film. I know. I hear you. And I, you know, I, I'm a big fan of that film, nice. even though I haven't seen it. Oh, still? <laughs> I know, I know. You 2049, know. you'll see it. 2049, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll see it eventually. I'll see it eventually. Yeah. It's just like, what, it's like three hours long? It's long, but it's worth it. It's good. Yeah, it's a yeah. good ride. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, though, this one kind of worries me because this is, feels like Sony a little bit jumping the gun. Like, they had a huge hit um, with Venom, obviously. And now they're like, boom, fast track this movie, which I guess it makes sense. But I mean, for me, if it's like, if this was, let's say, Iron Man was a big success, which it was, and then you fast track Captain America, that makes sense to me because Captain America, Iron Man, they're huge. They're pretty big. Even if you go back then, they're still kind of household names. Yeah. Nobody knows who Morbius is. Like, nobody knows who this vampire is. Right. Um, I feel like it would have made more sense to include Morbius in, like, the, the sequel of Venom. Because they're going to oh, have to put okay. Venom in this film. If yeah. It's going to be the same universe. You can't just do a Morbius movie by itself. There's there's just no way. It's not if they're trying to expect these kind of numbers. But I think we got to think about the budget. What if it's like a like the Joker is $55 yeah. million dollar budget? Yeah. I'm sure Morbius will pull in at least $55 million over Joker, the weekend. Joker, yeah, Oh, yeah. Like Joker's I mean? like... Yeah. Nobody knows who Morbius is. We know. And we're talking about him. Yeah. We're <laughs> it's a niche population. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. I, but I don't know. I'm kind of worried about it. I mean, it, it could be a pretty good film i mean don't get me wrong morbius is cool jerry Lono's gonna like redeem himself sure I'm, I'm pretty sure he will um i just don't know how i feel completely about if this is the right decision to follow up with your your big huge franchise hit like venom but i think their choices are limited i mean when you look at who they have like they kind of gave up on spider-man and gave him back yep. to marvel so i mean if you look at his rogues gallery you know, something like maybe like a Green Goblin film would have been better or Craven, Dr. Craven. Craven, Craven would have been good too. Yeah. But like Craven's just as well known, I would say, as Morbius. But Craven's easier, I think, to translate yeah. onto screen. Yeah. And budget-wise too. Yeah. yeah. and Because yeah. I, 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 I echo your thoughts there, Troy, with, with Morbius. It feels really quick. Yeah. And the problem I'm having with Jared Leto, I think he's probably going to do great in the role. Yeah. I'm really having a hard time disconnecting him from DC at this point in time yeah. with the Suicide Squad. I have, I've had to think, even as we're doing this, the next article we're going to talk about is DC related. Yeah. And I'm thinking, oh, this is going to be an easy way to segue in. because, <laughs> But it's the different universes. So mm-hmm. Jared Leto seems to, at least to me, he's associated with that Joker character. Mm-hmm. And that's tainted, not him as an actor, but at least that character and his portrayal of it a little bit. And with this, and this is a, the caution that we kind of threw down a couple weeks ago, was that somebody's got to sit and think about yes. this a little bit. We can't, because to me, Venom and Morbius do not mix. No, not like, really. And the, the style of film that you produced in Venom isn't going to align with what potentially they could do with Morbius. I think as a whole, that whole vampire 
gothic genre has gone by the wayside yeah. quite a bit. What was that one that they tried to drop? Uh, like the, the new Dracula film a couple years ago. Oh yeah, uh, Dracula Untold story Untold? of Dracula. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. it's meant to be the build up of the mummy. Right. Universe, yeah, Universal yeah, Monsters. yeah. And that yeah. And that whole universe never got going. They put big stars into those roles, big Tom money. Cruise and and into the mummy film and all that never got going yeah. so my fear is is that they've they've jumped the gun here i guess the benefit though is that it's not venom 2 they announced yeah which is something that is inevitable at oh, some point here for sure for that sure. they're and it made a ton of money of course going to do this so i don't see them putting venom in this film no i see them trying to make this its own thing and then eventually doing like a venom morbius craven somewhat crossover you think they'll mention him or anything like that i think there's yeah. got to be some linkage there yeah they've got to make an effort to at least form some sort of a universe or to put a foundation it. down yeah um this has to be in the same light that captain america referenced with uh, howard stark mm. and you know iron man had the shield in it there's got to be stuff like that there's yeah. got to be some continuum across it doesn't have to be explicit it doesn't have to be an appearance but there's got to be some reference to it I don't know if this is going to be in, in modern day or if they're going to go back in time, what they're going to period piece it. I don't know. It feels a little quick to me. Well, how do you promote it then, this film? Because, like, you know, apart from the Marvel title, it's just a regular vampire, right? Yeah. And he's a yeah. scientist gone vampire, lives off of, um, well, it's blood, but yeah. in, in the cartoon, plasma. It, was, it was plasma, yeah. right? Yeah. So how do you promote this character, really, to, to separate it from Dracula Untold and all these other ridiculous yeah. Uh, monster movies not ridiculous but some of them are you well know? maybe you know i think it may all depend on the villain well who are they gonna have as a villain i've never you know i've only seen morbius as uh the spider-man anime series right, right. and there's blade I, and all that yeah i thought he was a pretty good uh, oh yeah. that would be amazing yeah. though if they could have got blade oh can well, you just do a blade movie yeah absolutely yeah, right. and then you have a team up with blade and morbius and then throw in venom in there like that that goes really well together yeah well actually you know what though Venom, they did drop early in the film. No, no spoilers. But I mean, the movie's been out; it's made a lot of money. Yeah. Uh, they dropped uh, Jay Jonathan Jameson's son, yeah, um, right? right, which he turns into Manwolf, and Manwolf, I believe, and Morbius have crossed paths. It's kind of that monster universe. So oh, they already kind of have set the groundwork. Right? There yeah. you go. There yeah. you go. That's, that's a bit thin. Oh yeah, oh, for sure. <laughs> if for you're sure. listening, Sony, <laughs> like, Troy's your man. Yeah. Hire I, him to run your Spider-Man verse. Please. Please. <laughs> I guess we can't really knock anything until we see. I think yeah. it's good that we're getting films. Um, I'm just a bit worried about all this. Yeah. And I, I'm a bit worried about Jared Lowell. Not because I don't think he can execute, but just because of his closer association with with the Joker and all that. Not the Joker to the film, but the character from Suicide Squad. But right. there's been, there must have been like several, I can't think of any right now, where they have like big crossovers in between different franchises and it's it's worked out just fine. I'm trying to think of one, but my head's There's not like, many where you can. You look at like Scarlett Johansson. She's been in like so many giant films. Ghost in the Shell. Ghost Lucy, in the Shell. Lucy, and now she's uh, Black race. Widow. Yes, yeah. yeah, but I don't know. This comes again down to the idea that I've said before, um, and I've there's been some rebuttal to these remarks, but it's about character being able to bury themselves in a role where you can't recognize them. I just have this feeling I'm going to see Jared Leto. And I, I, and maybe not, because he is a character that can disguise himself oh, yeah. enough oh, yeah. and really fall into a character. Yeah, and you're club. not, Yeah, exactly. And you're not seeing Jared Leto. So I don't know. It's just, I just feel like Morbius maybe isn't the right step forward for them. Not the right, not the right character to be, okay, next we're going to follow up this 
close to billion dollar movie exactly with morbius the living vampire yeah yeah so i, I guess we'll wait and see because you know when we're talking about like a little bit of suicide squad and jared leto because one of the other films that was recently discussed um was this birds of prey film and it was another film that we kind of said oh they gotta change the name they gotta do something a little different here yeah. this is the first all-female villain team-up yeah, I believe. I think it's even like the first all villain team up superhero film. Yeah, and so first probably all female team up as well. <laughs> so it's, it's ticking a lot of the boxes, right? I it's mean, like superheroes, right? Yeah, superheroes. Yeah. 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 yeah, like there's that new one, Widows, that came out, which was like the oh, three yeah. wives. It got really good reviews. Yeah. That's yeah, like 94 or 93. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, I've heard really good things about that, actually, because it has what's her name in it from... Uh, Viola Davis? Yeah, Viola Davis. Yeah, yeah. She's, oh, she's... Incredible. Yeah, Powerhouse. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but Margot Robbie shared on her Instagram today the full title. Now, I don't know if this is real or not. <laughs> I've heard 100% this is the real title. Yeah, I, it sounds fake to me, but sure. <laughs> so the full title, and she shared the script with the, the title, and there's a kiss mark on it, and it's called Birds of Prey, and in parentheses, and the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn. <laughs> Troy's over here shaking his head. <laughs> I just, I, I love that DZ at this point is just trolling people. Like, this has got to be a troll job, right? Like, they have to be trolling everyone, just being like, all right, you guys don't like this? You guys didn't like Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice as a title? Try this one on for size. It's a mouthful, man. I forgot it already, that title. Like, all I got is Birds of Prey. The Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. Well, maybe it's a tie-in with the Emancipation of Mimi. Oh, the Mariah Carey follow-up. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, right? Yeah. Maybe they'll play that song, you know? (laughs) What, like, what is this? Like, what is, it's not real. It can't be real. That's crazy. This is the title. No one's going to call it that. Well, no one's going to call it that, no. But, like, Birdman had that, like, weird title where... In the movie, though. No, but that was like the actual title. No, no the title movie was Birdman. Was just Birdman. No, 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 no. But the no, play, no, no. whatever that he's doing, the theatrical act was like Birdman. Something. You're else, making me it? Google mid podcast here. No, I'm sure. I'm like ninety three percent certain. There was no way when that thing was nominated for how many Oscars no. they kept repeating this like huge <laughs> paragraph of a the fantabulous title. emancipation yeah. of one Michael Keaton. Yeah, no, it's just it's Birdman. Maybe you're thinking of Alejandro because yet the director who has like a long, long name. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> It, Birdman I, was called Birdman or the unexpected virtue of ignorance. But it's or though, right? It wasn't together. But it's, no, that was the title commonly known simply as Birdman. So it was official title was Birdman or the unexpected virtue of ignorance. So and Birdman was just a riff on superhero films. Like that whole yeah. film was saying like, I don't like superhero films. So I think they're kind of riffing on it. And I, I like the I like the meta humor with it. I love that movie. You love Birdman. Love it. That's like my. That should have won. Uh, Michael Keane should have got Best Actor instead of Eddie Redmayne. Redmayne. <laughs> <laughs> you you like you like Birdman. I loved Birdman. I thought it was wicked. Love it. Really loved. Oh, it, all those continuous looking shots. It looked like it's filmed in one day. It's it's fantastic. It's a great I'll movie. give you a continuous looking shot of just me, and you, and I won't trash talk superhero films. I mean, <laughs> no, I now I you it, now you're Bill Mar or I, Billy I didn't Mar. Really take it that way. It's kind of like an inside thing of like maybe what some of these douchebags in Hollywood are thinking. But I mean, a film's a film. I, I take it for what it is. Like I could separate it from that. Loved all right, it. All right. Yeah, that's a bit of a commentary. Yeah. yeah, right. It's a perspective. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, Michael not... Keaton in it with yeah. two Edward played, Norton. Yeah, Batman. Yeah, Incredible Hulk. Yeah, but back to this title. Is, is, is this going to stick? I, I think it's fake. Should, should we all... Okay. And I, I'm more on if that's what Birdman actually was called or 
like in parentheses the or whatever yeah i think it's yeah, like you're saying it's a bit meta humor you know this bird's a prey title obviously makes no sense so we're gonna make it make less sense <laughs> but but here's and the stick thing. harley quinn in the title yeah we're, we're talking about it if it was just simply titled birdman would we or birdman birds of prey would we even have mentioned it on this podcast it's, it's got people going yeah true like yeah. it's got people that's very correct yeah. that this is this comes down to this i it's very deadpool-esque right this mm-hmm. kind of more gorilla tactic as far as using social media to promote your film yeah. and that's a very good point we would not be talking about birds of prey if harley <laughs> quinn or if margot robbie just said here's the title of the film it's called birds of prey yeah. which i still don't understand but at the end <laughs> i didn't understand suicide squad as a title either i get the concept of it yeah but I didn't think it would fly in movie theaters. But yeah. anyways, this one like makes less sense. But I'm okay with that meta humor, and you've brought in a great point. That, <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't have not put this in the show notes. If... <laughs> right? So I called up my good friend Margot. I call her Margie. And uh, I said, girl, change the title to this. And she agreed. And I said, okay, if you do, we'll talk about it in the podcast. And now here we are. There it is. You can ask her to come on the podcast if you want to. Yeah. No, I don't want to bother her. You know, yeah. what? What's the point? You know, I, I know the entire DCEU film, the whole MCU film cast, but I just said, you know what, guys? You do your own thing. I'll do my own thing. In 10 years, we'll come back, meet again, and see who's more famous. There we go. I'm guessing it's us. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, it's like looking to 2019, 2020, we got some really interesting comic book movie films coming off the back end and really ending that cinematic universe that not ending it but really putting it a cap or at least a bookend on the mcu and then spinning out into crazy other things they're talking eternals you know we're getting birds of prey morbius venom too this is gonna the slate's gonna look very different than it did three four years ago when we had our staples in thor superman you know what i mean like times are changing and we're shifting to properties that are lesser and lesser known to the general population so it's gonna be interesting to see how the industry and how the general population accepts these type of films that are a bit askew from what we're used to this altruistic more hero focused storytelling to now something that's morbius venom you know more villain anti-hero focus the success of deadpool has driven a lot of films in this way and realistically without batman without superman and really with wonder woman kind of taking not so much a back seat but they've pushed that film out quite a bit we're not seeing the the that big superhero the the trinity if you will the uh the big three taking that firm position at the comic book movie box office and all that and and really being the focal point of these universes we're shifting a lot of that so the industry and us as viewers are gonna have to shift with this and see where it all goes it's exciting times, nonetheless. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like no different what we've seen in the 90s, too, with comics, right? There was, we had the whole Superman, Death of Superman. We had the Spider-Man clone saga. But we had, <laughs> like, heroics. And then Spawn came along. And it yeah. shifted, right? And we yeah. got Deadpool was more of a focus. Like, that gritty, anti-hero kind of type. And Venom, right? Guns and so pouches. We're seeing it again. Now. Yeah, Cable. Yeah. All those characters, it's right? It's a good point, though. Yeah, so like, we're seeing it in the movie world now kind of transition right yeah, yeah. and then yeah. 10 years we're gonna be like let's shift back <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well I, I think maybe aquaman is kind of that traditional superhero film where you have the hero's journey you have uh the guy growing up and then he gets the powers you know it's like the uh the template is set in superman the movie where he's show him as a boy show him as a man and then doing stuff and a fish out of water if you will aquaman looks exactly like that like it follows the same beats and you know, it, this could be like the barometer if we're going to get more of these films going forward, if Aquaman's a hit or if it 
uh, goes in the fish tank, then maybe they'll say, okay, that wasn't out there enough or, you know, that wasn't different enough. Let's just do something else. Well, I think that that constant evolution, and I think this is what you're kind of hitting on, is that, you know, Aquaman may be the last time we see that more formulaic, you know, A, B, C type of storytelling. Even in the MCU, it's changed quite a bit. Mm -hmm. Origin stories aren't told in the same way than they were before. you kind of just thrown into the deep end. And no pun intended with with Aquaman, it looks like we're going to take a step backwards and go through the story more in the the same sense that we got from our phase one films, from our early DC films. But going through that story and not jumping into the the kind of the meat of Aquaman's story. So it's going to be interesting to see how everything and I think evolution is good and change is good. It just has to be done well. And with quality. And I yeah. think that's that's the, the biggest caveat I put on all this. That's all yeah. I ask. <laughs> well, I mean, even if you look even if you look at Aqu- or sorry, not Aquaman, Wonder Woman that came out twenty sixteen, so two years ago, that was kind of the exact same thing, you know, the hero's journey yeah. shows her growing up. So, you know, it, it's been proven that it works and if it it's well done, like it was in Wonder Woman, it'll be a hit. Well the hero's journey is like the foundation for all of our modern storytelling yeah. when it comes to like even you look at star wars oh, it's yeah. the same thing right yeah. it's a hero's journey just mapped out yeah <laughs> <You know? laughs> it's it's fairly formulaic but i think like, as the foundation for storytelling i'd say in modern times that it, it definitely works but it becomes repetitive when we get 10 of them a year yeah but i think like the interesting thing about superheroes is that they all have different powers you look at aquaman you look at wonder woman you look at superman you look at batman all four of those, you know, you could have the exact same story beats where you have kid, something happens, they become a hero, and then at the end, they're finally, like, embracing who they are. But it would be complete four different, complete, four completely different movies. Yeah, of course. And yeah. I think, like, each, the defining characteristics of a lot, each of those is, a lot of it's tragedy. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so that's, that's really what takes people different directions. Like, Captain America is, is born out of the need for a hero in world war two batman is born out of a pure tragedy yeah right and witnesses his, his parents get murdered in front of him spider-man's the same way yeah. yeah right so it's some of it is how those characters take those experiences and evolve either with them or through them and i think that's what gives you your different characters yeah so but yeah it's gonna be wild wild times <laughs> we're in the wild wild west we certainly are it's i'm really looking forward to things here and what we're gonna do right now guys we're gonna take a bit of a pause and we're gonna hear from our friend mark Godsif. Nice. so continuing nice. with having uh, our friends uh, members of the commonwealth whatever promote their their new independent stuff or something within the commonwealth or a patreon campaign or anything like that uh, we've given people kind of a minute or so just to just to get your ears and get you in tune with what other people are doing. Now, Mark Godsif, he runs uh, a Patreon campaign called Mark Godsif Movie Club. Actually, that's just gone public. You're going to hear about that in a second. Yeah. But his Patreon campaign is fantastic. It's like a buck to get in. Uh, everything that he's doing there, he does movie clubs, mini pods. It's fantastic stuff. I will support anything Mark does. He is a fantastic creator. So just take a second here. I think it's about a minute long. Tune into this, and then we'll be back to talk grabs question for this week so enjoy hey nerd room listeners i'm mark tim troy and sanjay have offered me one minute of their show to tell you about my show mark godsif's movie club this is a podcast that grew out of my patreon campaign where the community would nominate and vote for a movie to watch together each month and then we'd gather together for a roundtable podcast and break down what we loved and maybe what we didn't love about films like Batman vs. Superman, Dawn of Justice, The Matrix, and The Shining, and so on. If you would like to be a part of that, then search for Mark Godsif's Movie Club 
in iTunes, on Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, you'll find us there. Or become an active member of the Patreon community. Join the conversation. Join the movie club at patreon.com forward slash Mark Godsiff. We'd love to have you as a part of our clan. Anyway, back to the guys. Thanks, Tim, Troy, and Sanjay. Have a good show. All right, guys, we are back. Mark, thank you for, uh, for giving that. I really hope that you guys jump into his Patreon campaign or at least pick up. Yeah, check it out. Yeah, pick up his new his podcast, Movie Club, that he's going to be putting out. There, It's now public, so there's the Batman vs. Superman, I believe, is the first one he posted. Yeah. It's like a three-hour conversation. It's it, fantastic. I, I can't wait to listen to it. You know Matthew Salvador yeah, online is on yeah, it? Yeah, 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 yeah. And I mean... That's like the movie was three hours, so I mean, yeah, they, they, I think they break it down in minute, minute by minute, shot by shot detail. Like, well, Matthew and I believe that Mark calls him on there a few times a scholar of DC, and that is very true. <laughs> yeah. He's got, he made me rethink that film. They made wow. me watch it. I went back and watched that film. Yeah. Wow, yeah. he he did better than me because after that film came out, I tried to convince you guys it was good, <laughs> and you guys were like, "Nah, d- Sanjay." I picked up Green Lantern. <laughs> <laughs> All right, into Grab's question for this week. The subject is misused and abused. Tim, Troy, and Sanjay. I threw a question up on Twitter about character, about characters people thought weren't given the respect they deserve. Now, Kyle from the Tumbling Server threw Padme into the mix. Yeah, that's right. I then proceeded to express my dislike of that character. For me, this was the perfect answer to my question. It was a character he felt didn't get the respect she deserves, and here I was not respecting that character. It led to a small discussion on her use in the film and hopefully better use in novels yet to be released. My question for you guys this week are, what characters in comics, TV, and movies do you feel weren't used to their potential? What characters were given stories or screen time that didn't deserve it. What are your favorite characters that others don't seem to like? Finally, out of all the female superheroes that have male counterparts, She-Hulk, Hulk, Batman, Batgirl, which are your favorites, which are the most successful, and which don't work for you? Thanks in advance. Grabs. Okay, so let's unpack this. It's let's, like a picnic. It is. Know? Let's unpack this. So we're going to kick this one off. That was a great that was a great uh, yes. a Twitter uh, run there that they had. Um, going on talking about this. And this is one thing that you brought up. Oh, it's that it's really great about oh, awesome. being in the community is that all this stuff is kind of tossed out there. There's a big debate. A bunch <laughs> of gifts get shoved in there. And then we're going to get a great question out of it here. So yeah, very exciting. So what characters in comics, TV, and movies do you feel weren't used to their potential? All right. So I'm just going to go with a movie, recent movie films. Um, I love this movie. Um, don't get me wrong. But I feel like in Batman v Superman doomsday you know could have been used a little bit better you know i i love doomsday but i just wish they went with maybe a different villain than him because doomsday is like this ultimate killing machine and he comes in there and like i love how it takes a trinity to take him down but i would have loved like a doomsday you know more of like a doomsday arc from like the death of superman animated film oh it's so good like the recent animated one yeah yeah the recent one not so good but yeah i mean i i love the film don't get me wrong but that's uh Doomsday is like a character because I don't think if he'll ever come back, you know. No, um, and no. if that's his only appearance, I, I thought the design was pretty cool because he kept like evolving into more. What you see, the Ninja Turtle, Michael Bay's Ninja Turtle. Come on, no. he was pretty cool. He had the the rock edges and he like stabbed Superman with it. Like yeah. he was badass. But I just wanted to see a little bit more of him, you know. Um, and I'm gonna go with another one. Um, we just talked about Jared Leto's Joker. 
I feel like if given enough screen time, he could have really knocked it out of the park. And I feel like a lot of his stuff, David Ayer has been coming out on Twitter, the director of that film, and he's been releasing some more information about saying how there was an original cut of the film um, before WB came and recut it and changed a bunch of stuff that tested very positively. Um, Less pop music, he said, and more uh, Jared Leto's Joker in it. So um, that's the character that I feel like should have got a little bit more screen time. And a lot of people, you know... I don't like the design of him, but I, you know, I was willing to give it a chance and, uh, I like the actor and I, I like what he did, but I would have liked to see more of him. <laughs> see what I mean? He, he, he's a Rodney Dangerfield. He gets no respect, no respect. I tell you. Pirate talking Joker. <laughs> um, I got two, uh, the quick one I'll throw out there from the comic side is, uh, the Sentry. Um, I feel yes. like the Century, man, especially you, you've gone back now. You're yes. in that era right now. The Century has so much potential to be so cool. You know, when you go into the Marvel Universe of Comics, there's two Supermen. There's Hyperion and there's yeah. Sentry. And I feel like Sentry was this interesting character that they kind of like retconned to bring into the universe. The retcon was oh, so good. So cool. Yeah. So cool. Well, I don't want to spoil it. No. Go yeah. back and read. I think it's it's issues four through, or maybe six through 12. I don't know, of New Avengers. Yeah, Bendis. Bendis yeah. run from 2004, 2005. The, the way they retconned it oh, all, man. it's super cool. It and, then, and then the character just fades away after fear it's not fear, siege yeah he goes away and they kind of brought him back recently and it's just a big mind f what they've been doing with the character <laughs> so i feel like he's kind of a waste because the sentry has like three personalities the void the sentry then the, yeah. the one in the middle kind of <clears throat> so that's one i'll throw out there but um going into the movies not even the movies going into the the recent books of star wars and the recent TV, uh, television series I gotta say Thrawn's a bust for me, man. Like, Thrawn for me is... So he's your character that's given a story on screen that didn't deserve it. Yeah, okay, yeah. sorry. I, I yeah. just jumped the gun there. No, no, it's cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's who's not working for me. Maybe I'm alone out there, but I feel like everything I've heard off this character from uh, the original Timothy Zahn run seems so cool. And I'm, and I'm reading the book right now, uh, Thrawn Alliance, and I just I can't get into it. And I think this is like the best he's kind of been in that book. Yeah. The cartoon of Rebels, he's kind of like teased a little bit. There's moments of like some glorious Thrawn stuff and then the rest of it's kind of a letdown for me. So that's that's what I'm going with. I think my big, the biggest problem with Thrawn, I'm a huge Thrawn fan yeah. from the Timothy Zahn days and all that, is that when it was originally released in 91 with the Zahn stuff, it was post Return of the Jedi. So there's no Emperor and there's no Vader. Right. There was no big overarching villains. He was the villain. Yes. And I find that he's just been squashed a little bit because he hasn't had that that free reign. Right. Like he ran the empire. Right. After the fall of Vader and the Emperor. Yeah, because he's under Vader, under the Emperor, under uh, Tarkin. Tarkin, even, right? Yeah. And then there's Krennic's in the back. Yeah. There's a lot going on, right? Right. Yeah. And he's in this space of trying to chase down this one rebel cell and keeps never really getting there. Fails. Right? And so when you go back to the the books and that, he's quite successful, and he's done it in a way that is quite intelligent and. They've shied away, not from the intelligence aspect of it, but from just him having execution, execution yeah. victories. Yes. It's always like, oh, we'll let them go. Yeah. We'll them go. <laughs> Too much. <laughs> yeah. It's a bit. I agree with you. I still love Thrawn. Uh, I, Rebel stuff, I think, is good. And they left him dangling a little bit. Yeah. I'd like to see him come back and fill that space in Has again. To. I think that's where that the character really excels. Yeah. Um, for me, for a character that didn't weren't used to the full potential, I'd just say Qui-Gon Jinn. Oh, okay. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It was a character that he, Liam Neeson is was incredible. Yeah. There's a lot of backstory there. I understand the need for him to, to go the way he did, 
But this book coming out, Master and Apprentice, I'm really looking forward to. And I just feel like he was, there was so much more there. And to me, his connection with Count Dooku later on in episode two, they needed more of that to to build a full arc for Obi-Wan. Because you get some of that in context that's an, more exposition oh you're the former master of, of qui-gon and all yeah. that so that, to me and you can go back and listen i reviewed it on tsw uh roundtable with rob cast that was one of my biggest things i said dooku you could take right out of the film yeah like for me like i never really kind of got it but if you had to connect him a bit more with with qui-gon and built a qui-gon story a little bit while also building dooku's story yeah. i think there would have been a bit more there a bit more continuity of a villain or a continuity of ideas through right. that and so for me, I had Qui-Gon. That's why I'm looking forward to his book. I believe it comes out in December here. Who's writing that one again? Um, I can't remember who's writing the age of Republic. I can't remember. But so, Actually, isn't it Claudia Gray? No, I don't think Gray so. No, she's not doing the comic book. So this, oh, the no, no, master, the, the, yeah. I can't remember the Master Apprentice. Is that uh, E.K. Johnson? Oh, no, I thought Claudia Gray was doing that one, the Master Apprentice. Is, is she? she? I thought she was doing that one. Okay, maybe she maybe, is. Maybe not. Yeah, maybe oh, you're right. I thought, I thought she was doing that one. You think she's wrong. doing that one. There's one book she's doing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, man, yeah. I'm totally brain farting here. But <laughs> um, yeah, that one's for me. What about, so you did Thrawn for yeah. a character who's given a story arc and screen time that didn't deserve it. For me, it's Jane Foster in the Thor films. Oh, yeah. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. That's a, Too much screen ooh. time for her and Darcy. Uh, there was that whole thing, and that really tore down Thor of the Dark World as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that character, and they've recognized that as they've gone through here, <laughs> you know, right? It's, um, I understand the need for it. But she, there was, there's a real need for her to not be the damsel in distress. Yeah. And she continued to be that. She was shown to be this really highly intellectual person. She could have had an arc that was somewhat important. And they kept dumbing her character down. Like, not dumbing in the sense that she wasn't intelligent, but just giving her the, oh, Thor, please come help me. Oh, I'm swooning over you, Thor. Yeah. It didn't need to be quite that. Yeah. Like, we all know Chris Hemsworth is attractive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't need Natalie Portman to tell us that explicitly yeah. in the film. Yeah, right. And so, f- for me, there's a whole side thing with Darcy and, and Jane Foster and yeah. Thor of the Dark World that took away too much from thor's arc because that movie needed to be all off world but yes. because of jane and darcy they spent too much time on earth yeah and that really weighed the film down probably I, kept the budget down though <laughs> i don't know like but there was there's some aspects of thor the dark world that i really liked like mm-hmm. the mother scenes the right? mother scene yeah. was great even Malachi, if he had a bit more to do but it was all focused back down we need to get everyone back to earth because yeah. this is where everyone the, the rest of the supporting cast Eric Zelvig, all that. Yeah. I should say the whole sporting cast of Thor. <laughs> We're all given too much screen time. <laughs> the Darcy, what was it? What's the hashtag? Uh, what was it? Turn down the Darcy? Yeah, turn down the Darcy. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Bring it back. Yeah, turn down the Darcy. Yeah. <laughs> too much. That, that, that's mine. What about you, Sanjay? Um, yeah, a character that's gotten too much screen time um, that didn't deserve it. Um, I hate I hate the dump on this character because um, it is Star Wars related, but I'm uh, going back to episode one going with my man jar jar binks like that guy's in the film yeah. but he just never leaves the film <laughs> you know what i mean like to me he kind of weighs down the whole film for me he's just out of place i, I understand maybe they're going for more of like a a different dynamic and probably like more um geared for a younger audience and if i saw that film when it came out in 99 i probably would have thought he was the shit but i didn't see episode one until like 2016 or like 2015 before we went to see force awakens yeah. and then i like binge watched all of them so i was like oh man who is this guy <laughs> uh, 
So I, I hate I hate to beat a dead horse or beat a dead Gungan, as you will. Whoa, look yeah. at Sanjay with the pull. You like that? You like that? Um, <laughs> but I'm going with uh, Jar Jar. Yeah, oh, maybe a bit more sparing use of him. Um, <laughs> I think it was it was definitely directed at an audience. For yeah, sure. that wasn't us. Yeah, yeah. And that's okay. Well, I mean, it's it just the fart jokes and the yeah. poop jokes. I was like, mm-hmm. really? Are we are we going there? Do we need to go there? They did. They did. Yeah. You know, I feel bad for the way it turned out. I can't remember the aftermath book. They they gave a conclusion. Yeah, they kind of give him a. There's like a little excerpt. He basically yeah. becomes a clown. Yeah, yeah. It's like uh, in the itchy and scratchy and Poochie. Where yeah. they like added that little bit how Poochie left to go to his home planet and then died on the way home. Was it like that? <laughs> no, man, I'm invested had a struggle with that recently. Yeah, yeah it's, that's, it's that's, tough. Yeah, he, he got yeah. beat up pretty good. Yeah, yeah. like I, I'm not like no, no, act, it's not about the actor. The it's actor about, did the the about, job. They were maybe doing. advocating for a bit more sparing use of a character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like if if you don't like a character, separate the character from the actor. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean. Like, exactly. That's yeah. maybe that's more key. Is yeah. that because essentially he was like this Andy Circus back yeah. in the day for for that he role? Was. What he yeah. Did, right? Oh yeah. 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 I mean the technology and the stuff that they did in that yeah. film is groundbreaking. Yeah. And that's what he struggles with a little bit, right? Is yeah. that Andy Circus is celebrated as this amazing yeah. actor right. that like yeah. really brought this technology at the forefront. Yeah. But Armin Best was one of the first to do yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Right. To play a CGI character and do yeah. the spandex thing and all that. Right. That's right. So it's, it's yeah he I think he sees the praise that Andy Circus gets and says yeah. well you know I kind of pioneered this a bit, yeah you know I was on the forefront of all this right but, yeah so yeah all best on my best yeah <laughs> <laughs> so guys what are your favorite characters that others don't seem to like oh jeez um well I mean Aquaman for one but I think that's gonna change with the movie um I, you know I'm thinking I'm trying to think of some but. I'm I'm drawing a blank, so come come back to me on this one. Um, I I don't know necessarily. Don't like. I feel like this doesn't get enough praises. Is Iceman? I think Iceman yeah. is yeah. so cool. I think he's very ah nice mid eighties nineties kind of where yeah. he was like at his peak. But I feel like Iceman is just such a cool character. Um, they've recently had him come out too. I think both versions. So yeah. they went back to all new, all different X Men where they brought the the old school cast back in present time and that Iceman struggled with like his sexuality and he came out and then cause uh, what's her name? Jean Greg like was reading her, his yeah. thoughts, but then the original Iceman of like present day was kind of struggling. Like, wait, does that mean I am too? And I guess he turned out to be as well, but I just think the character is so cool with what he can do. His power sets always been awesome. He's kind of like the opposite of human torch. Well, power set, but still has that same kind of like hot shot kind of attitude. Um, so I go with Iceman and I, and I think Robin, like just, Robin, yeah, whether yeah. it's Tim Drake, Dick Grayson, Danny yeah. Wayne, I think Robin as a whole just kind of gets like shat on a little bit. But I think Robin <laughs> is really cool and essential to Batman. And I mean, yeah. Tim Drake proved that back in that that run, um, the eighties. What was it? After Death of the Family, it was. Oh yeah, yeah. Kind of proved that, right? But anyway, so those are those are the two I'll go with off the top of my head. Okay, I actually, you know, you're talking about, it and I, uh, I thought of one. It's a Spider-Man villain. Yeah. But he never gets any love. I'm talking about Scorpion. He, uh, he became Venom. He actually, he's, he's done all right. He's done all right for <laughs> But like he, you know, he's not in any movies yet. Um, he, yeah. he was a little bit teased in Homecoming. Yeah. Um, and another one I kind of like is a Rhino. Rhino's like, good. Like the traditional Rhino, not the mech Rhino. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> he's so sick. I know, that one. Oh, oh man. Oh. See? I mean, this is a character. You're right. You're right. He gets no love. Yeah. He, I don't know. He's like a good henchman. You know, like if you're doing a movie or an animated series, he's a good, like, beat him up guy. You know, you bring him in, he can have some good battles. He's strong. You know, he can take a beating. 
He's yeah. got a horn like a rhino. He was spectacular Spider-Man. Go back to that cartoon. Because yeah. Sandman and Rhino, those are the two quintessential like uh, henchmen. It's, oh, okay. They do a great job of that, that both those characters. Yeah. In no, that I, show. I just yeah. I like the design. I don't know. It's kind of like old school, like Silver Age. Like, yeah. It's very goofy. Yeah. But there's something about it that I just find kind of like endearing. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. Dan Slott did a great run on Rhino back, I think, issues around the 600 issues where he like left that world of crime and then he, he had a relationship and then somehow he got pulled back in. I don't want to spoil anything if you're going to go out there, but yeah, Reynolds good. That's a good pick. Yeah, yeah for sure. Interesting. Uh, yeah. Going yeah. against the grain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really racked my brain on this one. I couldn't really think of, of many of my favorite characters that others don't seem to like. And part of it was that I didn't really have a barometer for some of the characters. And I guess the one I'm going to go with here is Captain America, Sam Wilson. Oh, good call. Falcon Cap. Okay. Yeah. I, and again, with the barometer about not knowing how people react, because I don't, like, there's a bit of disdain in the early parts about, um, and this is addressed right in the book, right? You know, where we are socially. Yeah. Or at least where the states are socially and all that. And with them tweaking the characters so much, going, moving away from the more traditional Captain America, Thor, and Iron Man and all that. But that was a really great, I think, underrated run. Yeah. As Sam Wilson as Captain America. And even when he comes back. Yeah. It's so good. And there's a, because um, when you get into Secret Empire and all that, it right. starts to matter again, Falcon and all that. Yeah, but uh, like uh, like Falcon alone starts to matter more so, right? Yeah. 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 But there's even him returning as kind of the, the, the symbol. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah there, there's a, oh, it's such a great, a great run. And he's got, because they play with the turbulent times a lot and not my Captain America yeah. type stuff. Like seriously, in yeah. the comic books, it's saying that. Um, and it's, it's really, it's a great social commentary on taking a character like Sam Wilson and putting him into the role of Captain America. And I just don't think it ever got the momentum it really deserved. Like I love having my traditional cap, but this was a really great pause on all of that. And, and it gave someone like Falcon and pushed him to the forefront of a Captain America series. Like I'd be happy with both of them being present, like Captain America, Falcon and Cap. They even kind of butted heads right, for a while. Right, and they're boys. Yeah. Uh, that, was that Nick Spencer that did Nick all Nick Spencer did he all did. that, so yeah. He, is that when his run started? Yeah, Nick switch? Spencer picked up, I think he picked up around, um, what was that? Uh, that one where they're jailed, but the Kobik, he did all that, all that Kobik stuff. So he's uh, after the John Ramada. Yes. Right. Yeah. He yeah. Nick Spencer picked that. up after all that. Right. And then he picked up Captain America right after that as well. Really well crafted. And again, I don't have that, that gauge for if people liked it or not, yeah. but it was never a comic book that I felt was overly favored by a large population. Well, you know, what I think kind of killed it is it wasn't necessarily Falcon. I, there could be more to this, but I think that's that during the time when Marvel did the whole all new, all different. Yeah. So like yeah. everybody's status quo changed. So like yeah. Cap was now yeah. Falcon uh iron heart jane, jane foster was thor like miles morales like all these characters were secondary and i think as a whole people were looking at all the avengers kind of yeah. like that's not my avengers you exactly know? yeah, yeah. That, that's basically what it comes down to it's too much too yeah. soon yeah like if i think falcon you look at the bucky run too exactly like he had a really good run yeah. in that character and i think falcon could have that but at the same time mo- a lot of the characters were more your status quo exactly like i yeah. think he could be a real standout if the universe was somewhat stabilized. Yes. Right? Yeah. So, yeah, that's going to be my one. I think that, that's a good one. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Finally, out of all the female superheroes that have male counterparts, Jill Hulk, Batman, Batgirl, which are your favorites and which are the most successful and which didn't work for you? All right. Um, I have one that's a little off the board, but uh, one that's not kind of the same, um, but I really appreciate this bit was in an Aquaman book and then someone sees Mira 
who's uh, in the movie, played by Amber Heard. And they're like, oh, it's Aqua Woman. She's like, I ain't Aqua Woman. I'm my own person. Like, I'm Mira. I, I think that's a great line. I think I think they put that in the film. Nice. But uh, I'm going to go back to Young Justice. And we all know Martian Manhunter. Oh. But what about his niece, uh, Miss Martian? Right, the white Martian. Yeah, right? right? Yeah, yeah. Hello, Megan. Yeah. Like, I love that. <laughs> yeah, that's good. I love her. Like, she's a shapeshifter. She's kind of like the leader of the team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's the sure. psychic link towards everyone. I don't know. I really like that character. I like the design. I like how she always like changes and uh, she's always shape shifting. Mm-hmm. I, I like that, I, you know. And I I don't read a lot of Martian Manhunter. He's kind of like gone away in DC. Sadly, um, he used to be an original member of the Justice League, but now he's, he's no kind of brought him back. He's, yeah, 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 yeah. He's he's coming back. He's yeah. making a comeback. But uh, Miss Martian is my pick. Nice, that's yeah. a good call. Yeah. yeah. Um. <laughs> well, I guess I'll go with uh, you mentioned Jane Foster, but I'll bring Jane Foster like I'll shine like a nice light yeah. <laughs> on the character, I guess. Uh, for the comic books, uh, we just talked about the whole all new, all different when they did the whole status quo switcheroo. So I'm going with uh, Thor when he's no longer worthy after the events of Original Sin, I believe it was. Yep. Um, his Thor left him, or his Thor, his hammer <laughs> left him, and Jane Foster. I don't know necessarily how she got that hammer, but she became the new Thor while she's also battling uh, cancer as yeah. well. It's a great run. It's still Mark Wade, I want to say. Jason Aaron? Jason Aaron, sorry. Yeah. Jason Aaron is doing it, who oh. had the awesome, phenomenal run on Thor before. So good. God of right? Thunder? God of Thunder. So yeah, that carries right through with Jane Foster. It's really good what they did. I think it lasted like two years, three yeah, years. Yeah, it was maybe. a long time. Wow. It was a really long run. Um, So I, I'm going to go with Jane Foster. I think Gwen... Um, Spider-Gwen is, is kind of cool. I think she's a little overrated, but yeah. I'm going with uh, Jane Foster. Yes. Well, you just got to wait for Into the Spider-Verse. Go see that movie. <laughs> yes. I've heard nothing but great <laughs> things yeah. online. This thing's yeah. going to do huge money. Yeah. Yeah. It, it looks pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. All right, to wrap this up, for me, I'm going to have to go with, you know, recently, because She-Hulk and Hulk are, are great ones. Yeah. But what about Ironheart and Iron Man? Okay. You yeah. like that one. Yeah, I yeah. really like the introduction of Ironheart. Um, I haven't picked up, because she's got her new ongoing coming out here. I think they're, I don't know if it's into 2019 or if it's at the end of this year. I think it's coming up. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the way they introduced that character in that Iron Man run was really good. Yeah. It felt relatively organic, and it was a cool spin on a character. And for me, I, it kind of this one teeters on the edge for me. I wouldn't say it's in particular my favorite, mm-hmm. but I liked how it was executed. Yes. It felt more organic than some of the other ones that we've seen in the past where they're kind of doubling up here. Right. Um, this, you know, as far as where they've gone with the story more recently, I can't really, you know, comment on that because yeah. I haven't followed up on it. But it at the onset, it was pretty good. Yeah, yeah, I really love that run with the Invincible Iron Man. Yeah, the, after the events of uh, Secret Wars. Yes, that was fantastic. And then, yeah, you're right. That's that's a hard issue to get to. Like if yeah. you didn't know about it, well, you're not getting that. And issue. the only reason I have it because the first appearance, I think it's issue six, yeah, or issue five or something like yeah, that. Yeah, War Machine on the cover. Yeah, which is the armor I think she's working on. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like I ended up because I really liked that Iron Man run, oh, so I picked so it up. Good. But you can't find that anymore because no. Ironheart, and that's that. That's a character that may or may not ever show up in the MCU, right? Yeah, like there's potential there. <sighs> Hope so. Her, her yeah. name's Ironheart. Ironheart, yeah. Is yeah. she related to No Heart from Care Bears? <laughs> <laughs> Riri Williams, though. Be on the lookout. Yeah, yeah. Riri's she's yeah. awesome. She's good. Yeah. All right. I, well, I gotta. Well, before oh, yeah. you know, I'm gonna ask a question here. You know, for you know, piggybacking off Grab's question, is there any opposites? Is there anyone that was like a female hero or female uh, person in pop culture, and then the male hero like splintered off off of that? I can't think of any. I was trying to think of like one off the top of my head. 
but I, I can't. No, I like I, I know, I, I know. <laughs> there's the Power Rangers. There's a really cool Power Rangers comic book that's going on. Yeah, couple issues back, we were quite a while back though. Um, you find out there's like these Power Rangers before the ones we all know, the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, oh, and the okay. dude was like the Pink Ranger. Oh, that's the closest okay. thing I got. Yeah, yeah. I got. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like, I was trying to think of like a Wonder Woman. Like recently, she has a brother now that like did some stuff. So uh-huh. maybe kind of that, but there's not a lot actually. That no. there's like male versions of Scarlet Witch is a male version of Scarlet Witch kind of got his name shoot Scarlet Warlock I think it's something Warlock actually. really <laughs> shoot how original <laughs> I think it's something like that but he's, his power sets is just like Scarlet Witch oh okay Scarlet Witch is the original obviously yeah interesting yeah it's a good one I have to think about that yeah, yeah. yeah. well if you guys get some answers out there yeah. Far away. yeah shut them out yeah, yeah. alright guys well another one I <laughs> I can honestly say I have a blast every week with those oh it's it great. makes me think in, in so many different directions I know he's like he is the podcast, you know, calisthenics guy. There you go. He's yeah. like the riddler, putting... and then there's the question, which is grabs. Yeah, yeah. just like that question mark. Right. That's all <laughs> he should go as the riddler for Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> just ask a bunch of really good questions to like kids that come up. Who is your favorite Iron Man? <laughs> Don't do that. All right, let's jump into some of these these trailers as we finish up the episode here. Let's talk about first before we get the Aquaman trailer. This Once Upon a Deadpool trailer. Now it was relatively short. It was mostly Deadpool Ryan Reynolds interacting with Fred Savage. Yeah. You know, they talked about it in the past about reshooting, not reshooting, but shooting more scenes with Fred Savage. This is apparently one of them. And he's sitting in a bed and there's like this nice dialogue back and forth. It floored me to the point where I thought is this actually a Christmas movie? Right. It's not. It's just Deadpool 2. Right. But the way they've structured this thing, it looks like a Christmas right. movie. It's just crazy. It's got to be way shorter. Like, watching that movie, they it's not very kid-friendly, so they're going to have to take a bunch of stuff out. Well, I think... And we talked about this in the past. The way they can be successful is if they just purely acknowledge. Yeah. Like if Ryan Reynolds just comes on the screen as something gory is happening in the background and he's just like kind of moving his head, <laughs> blocking it, yeah. blocking it. Like, there's a lot they can do with this. For sure. And if they execute it right, it's going to be really worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and gu- and kudos to them too. They get a dollar from each ticket being sold going yeah. to support yeah. a, the, well, a, can- a kid's the cancer. kid's cancer. Yeah. 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 It's and great. so the research of that. Really great stuff. But how about Fred Savage's comment about the MCU? I'm more of a Marvel guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, like the logistics of yeah, it all. Yeah. yeah. He's in Deadpool's, well, we are Marvel. Well, you're Marvel produced by Fox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's like the Beatles, but produced by Nickelback. It's yeah. music, but it still sucks. <laughs> to be fair, Nickelback is pretty awesome. I'm going to jump on that train there. But I think they're sure. kind of catering to their new boss, right? Like, because Disney's buying Fox, so they're like... Fox sucks, but Disney Marvel, that's something to be proud of. It's Marvel Studios Marvel, not yeah. Disney Marvel. It's, kind of <laughs> Disney Marvel. it's like Lucasfilm. Uh, semantics. But anyways, it, I really like that. Yeah. My wife tagged me this on, on Instagram. She's like, you gotta watch this. <laughs> it looks great. I'm really happy. Like Deadpool, they are masters at marketing. Oh, the, oh one of the for best. Sure. Yeah. For sure. It's probably one of the only marketing campaigns that can make me and make a lot of people want to go see this film again. Yeah. Four and five months later. And to me, this isn't like it's it's one of those movies I can throw on in the background on Netflix. Yeah. It's not something that normally I would pay to go back to the theater, but it's intrigued me enough to, to do just that. For sure. And that's just it, too. Like they, they've also backed up by giving us a lot more footage, yeah. which is a big thing because, or else, if it was just to rely on the fact of it being censored, 
I don't think it's enough. No. But, you know, you throw in, like, obviously the donation and you throw in the fact that they shot a lot of extra footage. You got my money. So yeah. I'll definitely be there. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Definitely. I'll pick up the Blu-ray. <laughs> if it ever comes out on Blu-ray, I don't know if it will. But a movie we know you are going to see in this December. Alita Battle Angel. Yes. Oof. That's going to bomb hard. Yeah, <laughs> is Aquaman. Now, this past week, they're really starting to ramp things up. we got two posters. Oh, let's talk about those posters. Yes, we've got Aquaman in his full Aqua suit. His Aquatard. It's Aquamazing. Yeah. <laughs> With uh, Queen Mira here. That's right. And That's they've... queen to you. Yes. And <laughs> is that a spoiler as well? Um, and then we've got the Aquaman in the waterfall with the trident and all that. And is again, full Aquatard. Oh, it's the best shampoo commercial ever. It looks very full. It looks very... <laughs> shoulders. It's very yeah. reminiscent of that Black Panther on the, on the uh, seat. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so there you go. We're just <laughs> looking at the posters here as we go. See, that's the one I'm going to pick up. Yeah, this is the the, the... the Aquaman and Queen. Yeah. Very Photoshoppy to me, which is fine. It's fine. This, this, especially the one in the waterfall looks a bit more like the Black Panther sitting on the throne, if you remember mm. that. Yeah. Really poorly executed. Yeah. Interesting. They're showing a lot of colors off here, but this, again, goes to one of the things I want to talk about, about the trailer in particular. And again, acknowledging it is the final trailer, but I feel like they've given away the whole chasing of the MacGuffin and the acquisition of the MacGuffin. Let, let's discuss. Okay, okay. I will be like Dr. Phil and Troy will be like bugs. What up doc? <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say another talk show host, but then I was like, Nope. Ellen. <laughs> okay. So we're not going to, we're going to break this down at a relatively high level. So what we will put the ta- spoiler tag on here because it is the final trailer. We're going to be talking about some of the details here, particularly the MacGuffin and all that. Um, so if you're not interested, just pause here, come back later or catch us on our Aquaman review. We're going to be doing this for about 15, 20 minutes or so. And make sure you check out Aquaman two to three times in the theaters. Every ticket sold for Aquaman, um, saves a fish in the ocean. So, <laughs> you know, if you really want to save those Full. fish, no, it's true. It's true. Um, it's not, yeah. That, well, it's <laughs> truthful. He's been all podcast. <laughs> okay. So jumping into the trailer here. So they spent a bit of time at the start introducing you to um, Aquaman's parents, That's right? right. Uh, Nicole Kidman and Tumor Morrison, uh, one Jango Fett. <laughs> <laughs> or plenty of Jango Fett. Yes. <laughs> they, they've done a bit of de-aging on him as well. But the, So one of the things they're very explicit about at the start of this thing is the trident. Yes. Mm-hmm. So they, they make that very well known. And then you go through most of the footage we've already seen before. Um, and, but one of the key things that hit on again in the middle of the trailer is the trident. Uh, they have that nice joke where they, the cool camera pan over to already got one of these. They have the former King of Atlantis talking about the trident and how it alone will be the one that win the right hands can unite the above world and the below world. And then you've got uh, green goblin himself. What's his name? William, William Defoe. Defoe. William Defoe. Yeah. Jumping out, rolling out the scroll saying, this is the thing we need to, to defeat everyone. And then we have Aquaman at the end of this trailer walk up with his gold trident and tap it on the ground. To me, this is telling the whole story. Yes, there's going to be parts we miss. There's going to be some cool shots. There's going to be those big battles. But fundamentally, from the start, middle, and end of the trailer, they've just said, here's why it's important. Here's how to get it. Here's him with it. Marvel, and we talked about this online, 
I found that they did some really good things in the past with, especially with Infinity War, is purposely misleading people. Mm -hmm. They took out some of the stones on Thanos Infinity Gauntlet. They added the Hulk in. They had that running scene that didn't even exist in the film. (laughs) It's frustrating in the sense that Justice League did a wonderful job with that. (laughs) They did, but they actually cut that. (laughs) This was purposely done for an Infinity War, at least. It's frustrating in the sense that I was waiting for those scenes to happen, and when they didn't happen, I was like finding myself at the end of the film questioning, like, what the hell were those scenes? I shouldn't be thinking about that. But now we have to acknowledge that there's a bit of marketing going into this, a bit of misdirection, because so much is out there. And I appreciate that effort. Could they have done in this film trailer... And this, sorry, I don't mean to be negative off the get-go, but no, this is no, something that's no. been bothering me. I have some positive stuff to say. <laughs> but could they have just had him walking up without the trident in the Aquatard and not really give away that, okay, so we're going to spend, what, 45 minutes of this film chasing a trident that we know he gets? <laughs> I, I, well, you know, I, um, I, I hope so. I, I think what it is, at least what I took, is it's maybe all a big misdirect. Maybe the trident isn't actually as big of a deal as what they're making it out to be. That uh, Aquaman himself is the one that actually unites. Kind of like Wonder Woman and the God Killer. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You could say that, that he's the one that unites uh, the underwater, the, you know, the water world, the ocean with uh, with the lands. Like he's the big deal, and not necessarily the trident. But I think the trailer is making it out like the trident, the trident, the trident. So that's kind of what I'm taking. I'm kind of hoping. So you're taking more. Everyone. That's the mystery. That is the mystery act. Is the oh, trident okay. itself? Like he's actually going to be the one to unite the kingdom because they've been hyping it for a while. Like unite the seven, unite the yeah. seven, right, and it's yeah. been awkward. Well, they say that there's right? there's exposition in there with uh, Amber Heard's character, yeah, Queen Mira. Mm-hmm. Um, her explicitly saying that they need more than a king. They need right. a hero. Right. So again, that's pointing, and that's and that it pans to Aquaman, right? Exactly. Yeah. So they're alluding to that as well. That right. it's it's. And maybe you're right. It's less about the physical trident. Maybe yeah. it's the character or the individual that's holding the trident. Yeah. But it's still the trident. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, first off, I really like the scene when he's like, I already got one. And he's like, not like this. Because I remember when the movie came out, someone on Twitter like was like bashing Zack Snyder or James Wan saying, like, that's not a trident. It's got five prongs. And they're like, we never said it was a trident. It's You'll see when the Aquaman movie came out. Yeah. So I like how they put that in to kind of shut them up. But uh, I like that quick pan. Yeah. Like it's, it's a nice camera work. James Wan, he's a brilliant cameraman. Well, not cameraman, but director. <laughs> <laughs> Has that vision, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. He's got that vision in his eyes, you know. <laughs> This week he's mopping the floors. Next week it's the fries. I don't know where you're going with this, man, but (laughs) enlighten me on some Aquaman. All right, so with Aquaman, here's the thing. Aquaman with his trident, it goes together like Captain America and his shield. It goes together like Spider-Man and webs, like Batman and the cowl. Yeah. Like... Aquaman is the Trident, like, the, and the Trident is Aquaman. Like every time I've read an Aquaman comic from the very first time, he's had that Trident, so it goes like with them. And it, I love, I understand your reservation about it, but the marketing, everything that they're doing with it, the posters, the action figures, you can't have an Aquaman movie without the Trident. But okay, so here's my rebuttal to that. Okay, they have an Aquaman with a Trident. Not just not the specific MacGuffin of the film, right? Like likening it to Captain America's shield and the web shears is fine. Like he's got he's but he's got a trident. <laughs> That's okay, but the MacGuffin isn't the web shooters, the Captain America's shield, right? It's it'd be like showing the Infinity Gauntlet with the full stones and yeah. Thanos at the end, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like what's the point? We know he gets all the stones, yeah. so it takes away a lot of the mystery. It takes away a lot of the tension and suspense. But we already knew, I guess, that he would get the 
gauntlet and he would get the stones. We so, didn't know that though. I don't Well, I didn't know. I honestly You, you honestly you, didn't think that from the trailers when yeah. he has two stones and we're trying to piece together this film. Yeah. You're thinking when is he going to get it? When is, like so. I I think you can go back and probably listen. We're talking about does he not get all the stones in this film? Mm-hmm. Do we mm-hmm. have to wait to Avengers 4 to, for him to finish the gauntlet? Right. Right. Like I remember talking about that and that was because of the Mr. X. Yeah. And we didn't ex- like I don't think there was an expectation from anyone that the snap was going to happen mm-hmm. because there was there wasn't this full belief that he was going to have the full gauntlet by the end of the film. Right. right. Until you got into the film. Right. But it was about the misdirects early on. But with Avengers, there was two parts. With Aquaman, this could be the only Aquaman, you know, if this doesn't perform well, this could be the only Aquaman movie we may ever get. I'm not saying don't include the Trident or whatever. Yeah. I'm saying maybe be a bit more cagey about if this, this, and like you said, Troy, I never really thought of it from this way that maybe that is the misdirect. Right. I'm thinking of it more of this is the MacGuffin of the film. They yeah, spend like face value kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. they spend yeah. the whole trailer telling you it's important. Right. And then he shows up at the end. Like his Aquatard and the Trident, that's yeah. got to be further on in the film. Yeah. Oh, for sure. He's that's going to be like the ending. Yeah, he's going to be the reluctant king, right? Mm-hmm. He's going to be very much that Thor character that doesn't want to take the crown, but eventually finds his way to it. Like on right. his own, he has to he has to carve his own path mm-hmm. to get to that point, and I guess all I'm saying is a little bit of clever editing, um, or showing a little less. I get that you need to. What show else him would he be holding? His hands, kind of a guitar. He could be just. Oh well, yeah. <laughs> That'd be amazing. I saw that video. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 Either nothing or his old trident. Like it could have just oh, okay. just take the gold yeah. sheen off. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's right. But then I think if they did that fanboys like me would have been like that's not his original trident maybe you know they would have said that i don't know but i i think there's still like a lot of the film that like i agree james wan has said like this trailer doesn't even scratch the surface of everything that's been i shot. don't agree with that but i agree there's really? a lot more film to watch okay yeah yeah i i think that i kind of got the gist of it a little yeah. spider-man 2 yeah a, a little a little bit that trailer yeah and because one thing that they did really well in this trailer was they toned it down a little bit mm. I didn't feel as overwhelmed as I have with the other trailers. That was my fear about this film is like, and you get a little bit of it. It's like these crazy battles, a lot going on. Very, I don't want to liken it to Transformers, but just so much eye candy that it's hard to focus on something. You can't appreciate the essence of the scene because you're trying to figure out what's going on all the time. Um, I'm getting a little bit of that still, but this trailer did better at focusing back to... Aquaman focuses right. you back to his and Mira's relationship as well. Uh, you know, I, I will say like um, Infinity War. You know, we all love that film. One of the best films. We all said probably we all said it was the number one MCU film. Film has a lot of CGI, and that battle in Wakanda is a lot going on in there, but it works well. I agree. And so I, you know, I think that the stuff that we've seen, we've just seen snippets of it, and if it works kind of the same, same way as that did. Why not shoot for the stars? Why not just go for it? You know, because that battle was tremendous. And if Aquaman can give us something similar to that, you know, or it may not. But I, I say, go for it, you know? Yeah, I, I, I'm not trying to... And this is why I've always said that I'm going to... I have these reservations, but it's not going to subtract from my viewing experience. Mm-hmm. If they nail it, they nail it, yeah. right? We're seeing, you know two second clips yeah. of what is probably a 15 minute action set piece. Yeah. And it could flow very well together. But from day one, I've said this about the trailers Yeah, mm-hmm. is that there's a lot going on. Oh yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, I think the movie, they said, is like two and a half hours long. Yeah, that's long. So, the CGI looks great. Like, the underwater yeah. stuff looks good. Yeah. The music. The music oh, for me that was is the like, best. Yeah, I love it. The music's yeah. really nice. I can't wait to hear do, that. Do, oh, do, I think it's. Do, do. Well, I guess Man of Steel score is really good. But this, is, I uh, really like where they're going with this kind of music. Yeah. It fits Jason Momoa's Aquaman yeah. very well. It's yeah. like the water. I really like the music. I, for me, that's the standout of the trailer. Yeah, it's yeah, my favorite yeah. part. Yeah, fully agree. Yeah. Like, I have that beat in my head. Yeah. That is yeah. the best part it's of the great. film. It's I, I hope it helps film. the logo, which is kind of weird. Yeah. But you remember yeah. when the logo first came out, it kind of seemed misplaced with, like, the direction yeah. and the tone of the film. Yeah. But, like, yeah. the music kind of, like, balances it all out. Yeah. Like, the water washing over. Oh, it's yeah. Great. Yeah. That's the best part of the trailer. <laughs> I'm, I'm down, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was going to say, like, this, this movie that yeah, I like taking chances and I like not playing it safe. Um, I think kind of part of, I don't want to knock this film cause it's a pretty good film, but I think Ant-Man and the Wasp for me played it too safe. And yeah. I, I, you know, I don't think we can say that this film's playing it safe. No, yeah. it's, you it's know. thrown it all out there. And you know what? That's, that's how you get great stuff. You know, you, you look at some of the things like Star Wars didn't play it safe. They could have played it safe, but yeah. they just said, F it, let's just go for the gold, gold medal. And they, yeah. they got it. Oh, yeah. And sometimes it doesn't work out, yeah. you know? And then, but still like you can still watch a movie and appreciate that what they tried and what they did. Um, but this movie here, like you said, the CGI, the music, like this film's going to look amazing in 4K. Like this is just a beautifully shot film. I would not be surprised if this gets Oscar nominations for hair and makeup because looking at some of those like fish people, that's all practical. And uh, I think most of it is. And, and CGI. Like, I would not be shocked if this gets a couple Oscar nominations. Not in terms of, like, non-technical stuff. Right. that We still have yet to be seen. I'm not claiming Jason Momoa is getting an Oscar nomination. <laughs> but, you know, I, I think some technical stuff. This absolutely looks like... I haven't seen it yet, but this absolutely looks like it deserves. Like, it's something like Avatar meets Lord of the Rings underwater. Thor. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think you can knock at all the effort that James Gunn and Jason Momoa have put into this James character. Wan. James Wan. What did I say? James Gunn? <laughs> James Gunn. Oops. A little Freudian slip there. <laughs> also DC now. Though. Yeah. We're, we're taking no. all your former directors. They, um, they've they put the effort into this. Now, the execution is a different thing, but the you know how excited James Wan is for this, the investment in the character that Jason Momoa has put in, even since Justice League. This guy has been the one that's out there showboating. He's been the most excited for this character of anyone in the yeah, DC Extended absolutely. Universe. And they're very deserving of a quality film and a good showing. And that's really what I'm hoping for. I don't ever mean to sound negative. It's just when I think, I usually just spit out my first reaction. Yeah. That's what I like talking that's about all you here. can do. And that's the first thing that I picked up on. And I'm, I'm excited about this though. I'm excited in a couple, like in a month that we're going to go see Aquaman. We're going to see what they can do while putting color and fun into a film. Yeah. Well, you don't have to wait long for... Uh, <laughs> I had to get that book in there. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I just caught that. Uh, you, you clearly Sorry, I I... haven't seen Justice League because there was a lot of fun and a lot of color in that film. And Wonder Woman was good too. I'm only, I'm only playing. <laughs> I, come on. Matthew Salvador is going to have my back, you know. He, he's, I, he's, he's like... pulling out his hair right now. I know. He's listening to this. He's like, Sanjay, how do you keep it so calm? And, you know, Matthew... I love The that trick is I'm myself. always angry. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, but no, you don't have to wait long for the social media embargo and the review 
because November 26th, you can hear the reactions on social media. Ooh. And December 6th, you can get the reviews. So that's pretty decent. Yeah. So they're kind of pretty confident in this. Like yeah, they w- like two weeks out then. Yeah, they yeah. would not. Like Justice League came out like the week of, you know, um, they're pretty confident in this. Suicide Squad, I, I, Suicide Squad came out like the day before. Yeah. 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 Like the day after. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so, Ben Affleck wanted out of like the film like yeah. a month before. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, you, it, spe- you know, you bring up a good point. Ben Affleck, you know. The thing I liked about Suicide Squad was, yeah. like, you got Flash cameo, you got Batman cameo. Yeah. Totally unexpected. Like, yeah. I knew the Batman one, obviously. Superman reference. Superman reference, but yeah. I didn't know the Flash one. Do you think we're going to get any, like, cameos in this? No. First time. Or any references at all? Um, he, oh, I want to say we'll get something. I want to say, I don't know if it'll be Wonder Woman. That would be cool. Or Flash. Like yeah. an Amazonian and Atlantean mix? I don't know who it's going to be, but I'll I'm, I'll put it down that someone's going to pop up in this film. I'm hoping it's yeah. Luther. Uh, I personally, they're going to silo this thing off. You think so? Yeah. You think so? I think the best you're going to get, and it depends. on... I'm assuming this takes place after Justice League. Yeah, yeah. like the was, day after. Yeah, with him saying, "Man, I just fought with a bat and some super dude." Yeah, <laughs> stuff <got> crazy. <laughs> yeah, but I think it's going to be that that sort of referencing. Yeah, yeah. where it's um, Aquaman just saying, "This this was crazy." Yeah. Um, what's going on down here? Back to the fish. <laughs> you know, yeah. Wonder Woman was by, by herself. Yeah, right? yeah. There's there was yeah. no reference, I think, to anything. Was there? There's the Bruce Wayne reference. Also, yeah, at the beginning, was, yeah, the yeah. whole thing is set up with uh, the picture and stuff. So yeah, yeah, the whole thing is like the setup. To it's BBS. gonna be super subtle. Yeah. I think, I think yeah. we'll hear. Yeah, I think we'll definitely have to hear something just because like it's literally after Justice League. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to. You yeah. Have yeah. To. And you know, I think. Uh, I, I think this thing is, you know, selling well. They they released some information. It's only been tickets available in the U.S. for one day. And they said, like, on Fandango, it's outpacing Venom. I mean, mind you, it's one day. But it's outpacing Venom on, on that Adam ticket app, which is pretty good, actually, if you don't have it, get it. Uh, I said it's the highest-selling, like, 24-hour ticket period they've ever had. So people are pretty excited. I mean, if Venom's doing those kind of numbers, Aquaman can do anything. I think Aquaman it's in will... in a good space. It'll sail past 200 mil. I think. Yeah, I think domestically. It domestically, will. it's if gonna it's get. Yeah. It's gonna push over five hundred. I think globally. Oh, I think. I think five six hundred probably. You're yeah. Sitting at. It's, yeah. It's, it depends if the quality is really good. Good word of mouth will really serve this film well. But Poor I mean, word of mouth will have the opposite reaction. It, it, December's a tough effect. month though too, right? There's a lot of competition. Yeah. But well, like the, Bumblebee. Like yeah, Poppins. the competition's there. But I look at a film like um, Jumanji came out um same kind of buzz about yeah. it yeah. same kind of word about it opening weekend like 40 million because it was competing in star wars for yeah. being out loud yeah. but you know the thing is with christmas and around the holidays people go to a lot more movies yeah. and so that ended up legging itself to almost 900 million worldwide yeah sony right yeah, yeah that's, so. a big, that's their biggest film of all time yeah, yeah that's Crazy. insane and like mm-hmm. even greatest showman yeah like that was a hit and like that had the like, opening weekend of like eight million and it made over like 200 million like it had but that's, that's legs are long positivity like that the, the the way you get long legs is genetics but also <laughs> is also positivity around yeah. the film so if this thing gets mixed reviews you're not gonna see the legs on it overwhelmingly positive it, you'll see it in the december time frame oh yeah um the, the biggest worry is bumblebee if bumblebee gets really good reviews mm. And it's looking more like the original Transformers film. Yeah, there is potential that that's going to chew into it a little bit and and cut down the longevity uh, of the film. But nonetheless, I think what we're seeing here, you know, there's I'm, I'm sitting kind of on the a bit more cautiously optimistic. Anna, you're for it. You're for it. 
I think we're we're there. It's, yeah. it's we're definitely opening weekend for yeah. us. Oh, we will sure. be sitting down and reviewing this. This might even run into kind of our Christmas time episode, which would be interesting, which is cool. Get some time <laughs> off. We'll figure it out. Even if we got a podcast on Christmas Eve, we'll do it. <laughs> we're committed. Yeah. Why don't we just see it like three times opening day, and then we'll just go straight to the podcast. Yeah, right there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, make sure you guys get out there and do check out Aquaman for Sunday Sick, as well as Into the Spider-Verse. I can't wait to see that. Yeah, man. Yeah. It's looking go. really good. The hype is real mm-hmm. for that and i guess that about wraps it up for us this week guys we didn't quite get to the mandalorian but that's okay we'll we'll scoot that over till till next week and talk a bit about that i want to make sure that we got to this aquaman discussion here yes. Yes. um and yeah we got a lot coming down here guys it's a really exciting few months in the nerd room here we're building up to that 150 episode 150th episode which wow. is wild crazy we should Damn. see that before the end of the year. 150 episodes? Yeah. I haven't done anything 150 times in my life. Yeah, me neither. Well, that's, that's more issues than Hyperion scene. Yeah. So. Oh. <laughs> I just don't like Hyperion. I don't know why I keep attacking yeah, it's, look, it's The thing is... Yeah, yeah, it's too high. It's underwear. I mean, high. come on. Like, you guys want Superman. You can't have him. He's sticking with us. Stop. Yeah. Like, you know, we don't have an Iron Man. Yeah, Cyborg. Um, <laughs> anyways. Cyborg is much cooler than Iron Man. Teen Titans one, yeah. Teen Titans go. Teen Titans go. He's hilarious. Yeah. I I love Iron Man. I love Iron Man. But Cyborg is a different. Like cause he's like a kid that had this tragic accident. Whereas Iron Man's this billionaire. Had a tragic accident. He's a billionaire playboy who sounds a lot like Bruce Wayne. Mm. Oh, we'll see. Maybe we'll debate Dems fighting words. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, until I guess next week. Yeah. I don't want to end here because I didn't do our, our normal end thing. But yeah, if you'd like to be a part of the show, make sure to email us at thenerdroom at gmail.com. You can hit us up on Facebook or our YouTube page. You can catch everything that we do on thenerdroom.net as well as starscommonwealth.com. You can find our Twitter handles. We're always loving the conversations down there. Over on Twitter, down on Twitter, wherever on Twitter. Our handles are at the end of the episode. And a big shout out to our man, Rob Wade, for endorsing this podcast. This is E14, Emotionally14 Endorse. You can find everything that they are doing over on emotionally 14 dot com and now i get to end the episode by saying all right gentlemen until next well you're week. not going to promote your brand new podcast what's that your broadcast you're telling me about before before the episode about lego and cats <laughs> it's called bricks and licks <laughs> you're not gonna Man. promote that <laughs> no <laughs> all right guys until next week for the nerd room I'm Tim. I'm Troy. <laughs> and I'm unfortunately Sanjay. <laughs> Thank you for entering the nerd room. Licks and bricks. This has been a Nerd Room Podcast production. You can find our hosts, Tim, Troy, and Sanjay, on Twitter at TheNerdRM, TroyTheBoy87, and Sanjabi. For more content from the Nerd Room, check out thenerdroom.net. Don't forget to subscribe to the Nerd Room on iTunes, Podbean, and YouTube. Be sure to head over to StarWarsCommonwealth.com to find more podcasts in the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network, including Talk Star Wars, Tumbling Saber, Generation X-Wing, Rogue Squadron Podcast, Skyrim's Podcast, and San Diego Sabers. Follow the Star Wars Commonwealth on Twitter at SWCommonwealth and take your first steps into a larger world.